Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're going to be talking about Bloody Birthday, yeah. the movie that I thought we were doing like eight months ago uh, when we did Happy Birthday to Me. Because uh, oh, right. I get these two movies confused for obvious reasons. They're, <laughs> you know, they look very similar. Uh, and uh, I prefer this one. <laughs> oh, me too. I love this movie so much. It's so it's, great. It's really funny. This movie has no plot, but I like it. It it doesn't need one. It's just so fast. It's but it's weird. Like we get our first like we get a we get a death early on, two deaths early on, but we get our first like main like oh shit that person died death like under the twenty minute mark, and yeah. the whole movie's just eighty five. And then you know what I always say like eighty minutes you get the f out man. Yeah, no, I agree. Give me a fasty. I certainly agree with that. But I, I just I find it fascinating that the movie itself like. They have this little little paper thin, children of the damned, pastiche over the whole thing where they're like, uh, everybody was born in an eclipse, yeah. and so they're evil. And okay. astrology. And astrology. <laughs> well, like, th- I mean, yeah, there's definitely some unanswered questions about that that I wondered. Like, oh yeah, did it? Did it I mean, does this shit? Does the homicidal impulses? Does that kick off after ten years, or have they always been this evil? Like, I don't think they've been killing all this time. If you see their scrapbook, they only have the victims that they've killed so far when the movie started. But like, I mean, they probably did. There's probably like a couple here and there that were like, oh, oopsies. Did, did, did you think they ever had like a treehouse discussion of like when it started? Like, hey, uh, I don't this is sound weird to you guys, but I kind of want to start killing people. Are you too fine with that? <laughs> yeah, I think probably they did. And I think also, I mean, OK, so clearly uh, what's the girl's name? Beverly? No. I can't, I can't remember the 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 main character. Beverly's name. her sister. Uh, Beverly's Julie Brown. Okay, Julie Brown is Beverly. I think I don't know. I can't remember. Ah, I don't care. It doesn't the matter. Little girl, doesn't the girl matter. killer. The little girl killer. Her mom clearly knows that she is a murderous sociopath the whole time. Like there's a moment, uh, way at the end where basically she realizes the gig is up. The jig is up, and she's like, "Oh fuck." runs out, sees her mom coming back, and she's like, uh, Curtis and the other one, they did some stuff, and it's yeah. bad. And her mom's like, we're going to get you a new name, and we're going to get out of town. And it's like, well, if you really believe that Curtis and the other one did some bad stuff, you're not changing your name and moving out of town. You True. knew that she was ha. a murderer. I didn't even think of that, yeah. So mom was aware of her tendencies this whole time, and oh. she's just been covering for her. And I think that's a pretty clear you think she would stop covering for her once the dad got killed. Yeah. And she seemed quite distraught over that. Like, yeah, you think I she's mean, just five? Does she really know, or are we reading so too much into it? Because, like... I think it's one of those things... It's one of those things that happens in movies where a mother goes through so much that she's just like, and I've got to protect you. I, oh, you're my special little little guy. I've got to... Okay, we're going to we're gonna bury the body together, and we're going to forget all about it. It's a thing that it's a movie trope that I don't know actually happens mm-hmm. in real life, but it is definitely a movie trope. Gotcha. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about this this here this here motion picture. All right. Uh, we open this here motion picture uh, at the Meadowvale General Hospital, and this is like instantly you are very quickly reminded that 1981 is still the 70s. Yeah. This movie looks like an episode of Columbo the whole way through. Oh, definitely. Like, it is crazy how how 1970s it is. It, except for the fact that this is not... The pacing of this movie is so much faster sure. than yeah, typical yeah. 80s, 70s stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big 70s, early 80s fan for that reason. Like, I find most things kind of slow. 
Do you think the people that made this movie saw the movie Halloween at any point? No, not at all. Oh, interesting. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, okay, so... We've got uh, we've got this nurse meeting some bald guy at the door of the hospital. It's the doctor, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta get in here. There's yeah. there's a woman in labor, and there's two more coming, and they're all happening all at the same time. And there's, there's an, an eclipse." eclipse. <laughs> we okay. See we see him look up meaningfully, <laughs> and there's this hilarious like cardboard cutout of the moon. <laughs> it's the, the cheesiest thing you've ever seen. Very, very it, funny. The whole eclipse, it is so paper thin it's, in this. I mean, the the concept and the literal execution. Yeah. Like, looking at it, it's <laughs> it clearly paper. made of paper. And uh, they do not give a shit about answering why it's happening, what it matters. And it's also like, okay, so here's one of the things that does bother me. Because you're literally taking a concept, you're borrowing it whole cloth from Children of the Damned. This is this is Children of the Damned, Village of the Damned. Yeah, just totally cut and pasted, but taking something where the kids have magical powers and something really amazing and interesting, and being like, "What if it was boring?" <laughs> <laughs> and I that is this movie is decent, but that always bothers me when it's like we're gonna steal something, but you know how it was really interesting in the other one? Yeah. We're gonna do something less interesting in this one. What about more interesting? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I still found it a neat concept. It's it's but. neat, but again, it is fucking Children of the Damned. Yep. I mean, it's all the kids born at the same time. Blah 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 blah. Then they kill people. Um. So okay, we cut to an interminably long process shot of the eclipse <laughs> that just like they just talk over it, and we hear the. I guess we hear the births. We hear the people being like, "Oh, just tell the guy his baby's born." Okay. Also, I was watching this on a fancy ass fucking blu-ray Ooh. that i have and the dialogue was 80 percent incomprehensible it is so muffled and oh, yeah. garbled it is like the worst audio ever mm. um but i managed to figure out most of what was going on uh, yeah babies were born babies were born <laughs> and there was an eclipse <laughs> yeah okay so uh we cut to a couple making out and mumbling um they were saying stuff i couldn't hear but there was a boob so that kept my attention yep. enough uh, it was. It's always welcome to see a boob. This movie. This movie is loaded with boob uh, time filler. Yes, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, meet these two guys that are gonna, you know, flirt uh, a lot, um, have sex, and and die, and we'll yeah. never see them again. But we do spend a lot of time with them as they flirt in a graveyard, and um, yeah. like all kids do, hop into freshly dug <laughs> graves to uh, <laughs> pump. I guess. Of course, you're gonna do that. She she loves it. She's she like, ah, oh, freshly dug graves makes me hot. I feel like I, I feel like I've made up a backstory for this actress that may, may or may not be true, but I really think that she likes the her right boob, and she's proud of that one, and was like, you know what, this is my good boob, so always <laughs> show that side. one because we only see her right hand boob through the like. They show it like four times, and it's like always the same one on the same side. Oh, it's weird. Like, That's my good angle. Get that angle. It was budgetary constraints. <laughs> It's like 100, 100 bucks for nudity. Can we give you 50 and just see one? <laughs> She's like, fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> the worst day ever. Uh, anyway, so they do that. They jump into an open grave, which 
cracks me up. Which you're like, this seems impossible, and I'm a hundred percent positive that I would have done this as a fucking teenager. Like, oh yeah, a hundred percent positive I would have jumped into an open grave. And watching to have it sex. as an adult, you're like, this is so stupid. But yeah. it's like, yeah, that is the stupid shit you would do as a teenager. Absolutely, legit, fucking lootly, yep. absolutely. As a as a teenager, you'd be like, oh, we're gonna fuck this, in a grave, this dude. Is the greatest idea. <laughs> Crank some misfits and let's go. <laughs> Oh boy, yep. How are they going to get out? Well, I guess it's. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't. I guess they're not anyway, so who cares? See, doesn't matter because yep. they can't get out. <laughs> There's uh, nothing more romantic than never being able to escape each other. It's in a weird tiny hole because together. I mean, you would probably have to dig your way out with your hands and like make a make staircase, staircase dirt steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof, not great. But <laughs> someone above them drops dirt on them, and the dude assumes that it's some one of his friends messing with him. Oh. <laughs> Quit messing with this guy, but it's somebody with a shovel. Bonk! <laughs> the bonk is great. Followed by the a bonk is hilarious. The double tap bonk. Yep. I love it. The bonk. He's like he goes down. Then they start strangling the the girl with a phone cord or something. It's a jump rope. Oh, that's right. It's the jump rope. Of course, the cop it is. brings it. Yeah. Duh. This part though, upon as I know, said, I was a little a little stoned when I was watching this movie. <laughs> happens to the best of us. But this, uh, they lift this girl off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like what? So, because we don't know it's kids killing the girl right now. We, it could be a seven foot tall. Even if for all it was you know. three of them, I don't. Believe I don't think that they could three children that. of that age could do that. No, and it would only be two because one's holding the shovel still. That's a good point. I I don't think that one of those kids could swing a shovel hard enough to knock that guy unconscious, even yeah. hitting him twice. I don't know. Stevens Stevens a muscle. He's good. I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I could believe it with a baseball bat. Yep. Although. I've had a child hit me with a baseball bat in the head, and I didn't go unconscious, so I don't know. Maybe my head's harder than his. Um, anyway. Sounds terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why you would play baseball with kids. Why would you give a kid a baseball bat? I don't for know gym? why you would play with kids. Well, because I was a kid at the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a child that got hit in the head with a baseball bat. Uh, which explains a lot about me. Later in life, I got hit in the head with a golf club. Um, you know what? People like to hit me with sports equipment. Welcome to the things I've been hit in the head with <laughs> podcasts. Uh, I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I am. Uh, we'll uh, Tristan. Yeah, that's yes. the name. And uh, <laughs> today on things I've been hit with, uh, we're going to be speaking about uh, the golf club. I was at a mini golf club place a i can't remember the name of it because of the several injuries i've taken to my brain <laughs> that'd be the whole part i, I still remember <laughs> trying to remember things <laughs> what things to remember called. together what do you call the place where golf lives <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> anyway whatever they both get knocked out and then the oh, kids did. ostensibly bury them alive uh next up we get some great seven up product placement very nostalgic, uh, nineteen early eighties, late seventies can, loved that. And and cans on her head. She's got those awesome uh, radio transmitter headphones. Nuts. I love them. I love the fact that she's sitting at a table, doing her doing what I thought was homework while no, listening she's to an big headphones. And I was like, she's like the original lo-fi hip hop beats girl. Mm-hmm. Like she's like vintage version. Pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it all started here. It all started with her in Bloody Birthday. Anyway, she is doing that. She's got uh, she has an orrery in front of her, which I'm like, okay, you can have some like 
astrology stuff, but give me a break. She has like a complete like she has a full planetary orrery in front Dude, of her. She's into it. She is. I mean, I she is writing an article about it. Yeah. She's got to she's got to yeah. get all the all the bells and whistles. You're like uh, bashing somebody's hobby for having I'm parts so of the hobby. You really think so? You think <laughs> like, dude is building a model kit, but then he had like glue <laughs> and he had like paint. I have that is the first time I've ever seen anyone who is like I'm into astrology, and then they have a full model of the solar system in front of them. I, maybe it's a thing. She's I don't know. Extra. She could just be extra. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a kid climbs in the window behind her, and a butcher knife falls. <gasps> Is he one of the murderous children? If he was, he wasn't just there at the park, because they didn't use that weapon. That's true. <laughs> Maybe he was late. Ah. <laughs> I think I'm here with the cleaver guy. Oh, oh crap. Are they already buried? <laughs> Guys, what the hell, man? Oh, lame. Anyway. I'll pull Curtis and go find whoever the hell I can in a van. <laughs> It's nice that this town is so used to the sound of a 45 going off that that dude can just execute people in the dead of night and nobody goes looking for the sound of gunshots. No. And also that the ballistics at that that police department are like, well, it's from the sheriff's 45, but we can't figure out who has it. Maybe it was a sheriff. Maybe the sheriff <laughs> is out there. He's come back from the dead and he's killing people. That's what that's what that's really what got did them. it. There we go. Zombie sheriff. Zombie sheriff was their first guess. <laughs> um, so he goes off to bed without killing anyone. So he's probably not one of those kids. Uh, now uh, the sister goes to school where there's some cop who we find out is the father of it's her dad. It's her father, right? Yeah. And Julie Brown's father. They're sisters. Wait. I'm yes, the the, the evil girl. Yeah. It's yes. the evil girl's dad. Yes. The, cop. the evil girl's and Julie Brown's father. Uh and he's giving a lecture on why kids should lick boots or something. And uh there's a nerdy kid in glasses, which is our our main evil boy kid, Curtis. The thing is there's three kids and one of them is nothing. Like there are two characters that we know. He it's it, the it's the girl and Curtis. What the hell is the girl's it. name? I feel bad calling. I her feel the girl bad too. I I could have sworn she was Beverly, but the thing was, maybe you're right. And I'm wrong. The first time they mentioned her name that I could really remember was when she's changing her name at the end, and she's like, "You're you're Barbara or whatever." <laughs> but uh, so she, he's basically like, "Do you kids know what?" murder is <laughs> and the little girl stands up and she's like i know it's like when someone's killed like on tv and no. he says no yeah. it's not like on tv her name's debbie debbie jesus debbie steven and curtis seem right steven i did not remember steven either so to be fair but steven is a nothing burger no he he's not a, he is a flat Do- plane i do not remember anything he's about the him. muscle she's the brains curtis is the I mean, psychopath, psychopath, and Steven is the muscle. Yeah, okay. but they're all psycho. They're all psycho-ish, but like he's the wild card. Like Curtis is the like cool, calculated. I was think I was gonna say the opposite. He's the one that's just like going off. I just want to shoot people. Yeah, yeah. He's just like he's he's not following the plan. Yeah, he's a bit of a wild card. Steven's a brute force, so he kills the cop at the bat. He he's drive. He's a car driver in the ghost mask. <laughs> he's uh he's. 
he doesn't get anything done with it at the end, but he's walking around the house, Michael Myers with a knife, like he was he was ready to stab stab. I mean, like, he's he he's good at getting his hands dirty. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I still don't remember him from like I don't remember him doing anything. They, it, he honestly could have been. They could have done this with a two kid movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, still like him. I think three is probably better though for some reason, especially if you're going to go for some sort of supernatural angle that they're kind of going for yep. i guess i don't know uh but uh okay so the cop is like blah 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 if you've seen anything etc etc et they're et looking for a broken piece of jump rope which yep. she'll lure her dad with yes. later uh so all of the kids look shockingly guilty it's pretty great and then we also learn that the teacher sucks and oh, that we're like Pain. She is a monster. Yes. And you kind of don't care if she gets killed. She's basically like a dominatrix. She's somebody who, in another movie that was probably made in the 90s, would have like gone home and had like a sex dungeon mm. where she had the principal tied up or something. Yeah. This is a little she's early just for that kind of thing. chronic power tripping. Yeah, totally. The bell does not mean you can leave. The bell signals <laughs> that I can tell you you can go. Like, damn, lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's You're 10 years old. She's a bit much. <laughs> And also, they've murdered way more people than you have, so get off. Oh, we don't know that. Oh, true. <laughs> she may have murdered more people. She does seem the type. Uh, the sister who looks like Amy from Fright Night, uh, whatever her name is. Uh, Joyce? Jo- uh, Joyce, yes, Joyce. Joyce, correct. Thank you. Uh, she turns out to be the teacher's assistant, I guess, in the little brother's class. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's like she she's, sits, she's like doing something there. She goes to the teacher's lounge because she finds that body weight. It's weird because so she's, she's like sitting in the room. It looks as though she's just like doing homework in yeah. her brother's class for no reason. But that is correct. It has all of the Eclipse babies. This class has all the Eclipse babies in the same <laughs> class too. Uh, so teacher tells the kids they can't have a break from homework just because it's their birthday because homework is more important than birthdays because even though you were all born on the same day that, that doesn't, doesn't make, make you special, special. <laughs> like that line <laughs> and the the little girl the little children of the damned girl okay, is clearly the leader and she's like she has the two guys behind her as muscle and is like yeah. clearly leading the show so they go home, and uh, this is when they uh, they all watch Julie Brown get naked through a peephole in the closet. It's awesome. It, it is awesome. <laughs> I will not lie. It is awesome. Been crushing on her since uh, Shakes the Clown. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> th- there's no way around it. Nope. I'm glad this scene exists in the world. <laughs> um, but the little girl is collecting money from the boys. Which is hilarious. Because... Evidently, Julie Brown is on a schedule to do this shit where she's like, she gets naked at from this time to this time and does a dance. Yep. She does a naked dance for this certain amount of time. Here you go. People have routines. And I will say, she does seem to change clothes a lot. Because like every time we see her, she's changing clothes and then she's like, mm, not enough. And yep. then changes clothes again. Um, that's why maybe it's not a routine maybe it's just like a given it's just like she's just gonna be she's just gonna be dancing naked if she turns on the music she's probably getting naked (laughs) so i mean honestly her clothes are so tight that i can see her wanting to get out of them occasionally Mm. uh they're crushing all of her internal organs uh all right so she gets dressed and meets joyce and they have a halloween style yeah it turns into halloween tight pants camel toe walk down the street (laughs) it's 
more pointless nonsense. It's just dialogue where they're just riffing about relationships yeah. and nonsense. It's I mean, it's very not, it's not totally like Halloween. It's not like one of the girls' dads is a cop and he's oh, gonna pull up and talk. To, oh god damn it! <laughs> <It's> so insane. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud. I was like. Wow, this looks a lot like Halloween, and then the fucking cop pulls up, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> I like, I did not remember it. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, like the hundred other times I've seen this movie, uh, and <laughs> just watching it to take notes, I was like, it blew my mind. But anyway, uh, we follow the sheriff home after this, uh, and uh, there's a giant, obvious security system that's clearly going to be a massive plot point because it is center frame yeah it's like secure a home 5,000 <laughs> and he, the the uh, father, it doesn't beep a lot oh I'm surprised too uh, the, yeah the sheriff beep. even draws attention to it further than that he's like it doesn't work if you don't if you don't leave yeah. the door closed or whatever uh but uh whatever he takes his loaded revolver belt off puts it on a six foot high shelf Almost falling off so precariously. I was just like, this is, ooh, ooh, the early 80s. That was probably not even weird. That was a gun cabinet in the 80s. Yeah. Exactly. Like, well, well I mean, it's, it's up it, high. It's up high. They'd have to move a chair over here to get to the gun. Nobody's going to do that, so. Why would a kid move a chair? <laughs> uh, so, it's nice that he cares about the safety of his home when it comes to threats from the outside, but is not quite so care so but the threat's about. coming from inside the house the threat is coming from that loaded fucking weapon that loaded 45 on a precarious shelf yes oh by loaded weapon i thought you meant his daughter but <laughs> also true uh, but guess what his wife is getting ready for a big birthday party for all three kids the whole neighborhood's coming because everybody cares about these three kids <sighs> now we never meet the other parents of the mm. other two kids, which is kind of odd. Well, because the, oh, that's like they she had this, says. Oh no, that's that's like true. they had this big neighborhood party, and you think like the parents of the 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 eclipse kids would be all like friends, and that's why they're doing this party. But we never see. I mean, I assume we do see them at the party. We just don't know who the parents are. Yeah, you think they'd make that? I mean, there's known though. There's definitely one of them that's, like, defending one of the kids, that's defending Curtis. So we do see... I feel like that's, like, Curtis's grandfather or something. I don't know. It's somebody... He was doing, this, he was doing the circuit shit with him before. You know, when he was, was working that on that? Was that who that was? Yeah, that, I think. That cut was so abrupt to just be like, by the way, Curtis knows how to use circuitry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, thanks, Mr. Wizard. I am exactly, good at rewiring yeah. these. Like, what? Maybe he was just shooting an episode of Mr. Wizard <laughs> Yeah. It 100% looked like Mr. Wizard. Yep. And it was so quick, and all it did was be like, wow, Curtis, Curtis knows you are very good at yeah. electronics. <laughs> I'm going to use a, I'm going to circuit bend later. That felt like a fuck you to a producer who was like, how are we going to know that Curtis could know how to rewire this? Old man, system? circuit, happy now? There. Next. What about that? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. So evil little girl calls to her dad after placing a skateboard on the stairs. Uh-oh, he's going to slip on the skateboard and die. Nope, he's a cop. His cop senses are too acute for this. He walks over the skateboard. I really feel like he couldn't walk over that the way without being like super bow-legged or like spreading your like but he does. So maybe you could. 
I honestly, I would have liked it a little better if they had drawn more attention to it and he had picked it up and been like, don't leave your skateboard on the, yeah. on the stairs, you know, like just said something. And then, got then yeah, but either way, uh, I like it because it seems like it's almost like this is a backup plan. Yeah. Like, I think that, I think it's cool. I'm going to try to make it look natural. If it fucks yeah, up, yeah. if it fucks up, then we can still, they still but have at a the backup same time. Plan. Like. That's a lot of. He's just slipping on a skateboard on a on a three stair stairway. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of like. Let's hope he dies from that one little thing. No, he was prepared with the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I thought that was a backup. Like they're gonna try to kill the dad with just a skateboard first. Like I think they were gonna knock him down with a skateboard. Oh, and then, then jump his him. In. But either way, I just want to hear what the medical examiner said afterwards, and they're like looking into the death, like because like. <laughs> It's like, well, there's like splinters. Eight, and yeah, he had like eight blunt force traumas because Steven was going to town with that bat. And it was just like, <laughs> dude, yes. that would not have looked like a staircase Again, fall. Again, no one at this at this sheriff's department knows shit about shit. These guys are terrible at their yes. jobs. Everyone there is bad at their jobs. So I'm sure they just looked at it and went, I don't know. It looks like his head's caved in. Yeah, he, what, what I mean, he did say he fell, right? Mm. So I mean, that's fine with me there's so much about it like listen maybe it's just me maybe i hate children who knows what it is but there were so many times in this movie that i was disappointed that these children weren't killed viciously oh man i wasn't i was rooting for him i was like a hundred percent just like i would snap that fucking kid's neck like a twig i don't even like kids and i was like these kids are badass i was like i was thinking like at the end when they were when they were fighting i was like lock them in a trunk are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I'd throw him out the goddamn window. Fuck that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. That would have been cool if they had like a pond out back and they locked him in that trunk and tossed it out the window into the pond. I, I mean, I'm or not set the trunk lie, on fire. I was kind of disappointed that the kids didn't get killed. That at yep. least like something didn't happen because it was when you're in that life and death thing, it turns it into a different situation when they're like, well, we can't hurt the little sociopaths. Yep. Yes, you got to you got to lock them in the trunk. Well, it's like okay, then they're gonna grow up, and then they're gonna have no conscience and kill somebody later. It's like I don't know, man. Fuck it. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I just don't like children. Oh man, how cool would it be if they that they did make a sequel to this though, and they busted out and did like a road trip movie? But they, I mean, they busted out like now, <laughs> yeah, so they yeah. were still like the little kids going on this like road trip, stolen cars and. But they're 60, or whatever they would be. No, 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 no. If they made the sequel in, like, 82 or 3, like, right after this. So it was like... (laughs) Oh, so, like, that episode of The Simpsons where Bart rents a car and says that he's going to the Grammar Rodeo, and they go to the World's (laughs) Fair, but just wind up buying wigs. Is that the one you're thinking of? I wasn't, but... uh, That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking more like, uh... I guess I was thinking more like Devil's Rejects, but with kids. Uh, I was thinking Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, but with psychopaths. Mm. That would also be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> Bloody birthday in the big city. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That would be fun. Like, they, <laughs> they rent a really expensive hotel room with stolen credit cards, and then basically, <laughs> instead of, like, messing with the hotel people, they're killing them off. And they keep getting room service and killing the bellboys. That's their shtick. And they just have like a pile of bellboys in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I see potential in that personally, but whatever. I'll watch anything. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, so the reason basically she shows her dad to distract him. She shows her him the uh, the, the murder weapon the murder he's looking weapon, for, yeah, which yeah. is insane. Like, and then beats his head in with a baseball bat. He's dead. This is like legit a shocking death though, because they make this character, they make the sheriff yeah, yeah. be like a main character. Luckily, and they have a, a spare sheriff that looks exactly like him, yeah. so it's okay. Backup sheriff. <laughs> When I saw that guy, I was like, wait, didn't he die? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. They just hired a guy that looks exactly like him to replace him. But yeah, it's like when the lead character kills their lead character dad at the 18 minute mark. Like, I'm just like, holy shit. You go, movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat. No, they are not fucking around. No. Slow burn, this ain't. Good. <laughs> uh, but uh, the neighbor. hate those things. The neighbor, neighborhood kid, what is his name? Uh, Timmy. Timmy. Neighbor kid Timmy shows up and he sees the prone body of the sheriff and he's like, hey, what happened? Little girl realizes that they're now in a pickle and calls out to her mom and says, daddy fell on the stairs. That's she her stick, man. Out. She's an opportunist like that. She's, I mean, yes. Her character She's quick. is amazing. Yep. And we smash cut to the funeral. The little evil girl is really good at looking sad. She has great... This movie loves smash cutting to funerals. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> and it loves... Like, honestly, this moment of her looking sad where she's like... She's crying. Like, she's full on crying. And then she just turns on a dime and, like, looks and is like, Yeah, we gotta we gotta deal with this guy. Like, we're all on the same page. Yep. We gotta deal Timmy with this sucks. kid. Yep. And so, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. It's like he saw it and we totally got away with it, but I was kill him anyway. Yeah, but he's a problem. He's clearly going to be a problem. Let's get rid of him. Um, so the next day they go play hide and seek in the junkyard like kids do. And they're like, hey, you should get in this freezer or else you're going to get caught. Don't be a chicken. <laughs> and he's like, I saw Punky Brewster no effing way. <laughs> Unfortunately, Punky Brewster was still years away. Ah. <sighs> tragically and uh maybe. if only he saw punky or the episode of different strokes or the episode of oh, there other more? i think there were like six different things that had the is it like a federal mandate we had to educate kids against a hundred broken fridges a hundred percent this was like a big deal back when there were still refrigerators like that oh, in... i only i only ever knew the punky what's interesting is that that's such a wonderful symptom of american culture it's like Okay, well, obviously we can't just tell the people at the junkyards they have to rip the doors off these fucking refrigerators. We've got to educate them through TV shows and (laughs) public service announcements. Or do what you finally landed on, which is tear all of the doors off refrigerators the second they come to junkyards, which is what they've done. Is that a thing? Is that that a law? It is a thing. I don't know if it's a law or not, but if you go to a junkyard and see refrigerators, all the doors are torn off. Last time I was at the junkyard, I was like, oh, interesting. I bet they saw that episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, let's see. Okay, so he's stuck in the he's stuck in the freezer. Haha, ha, they're all laughing. Also, Curtis walks away all badass after doing it. Gives yep. Steven a high five, like a, like a secret handshakes. With yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, we cut to the school where Joyce is talking to... TV's famous Jake of Jake and the Fat Man about her astrology article that she's writing. She mentions that weird things happen during certain astrological confluences. What could that mean? Bad kids, I guess. Bad kids happen because of clips. (laughs) 
was there. Uh, Lucky, uh, our little guy back at the junkyard, brought a pen light with him so he can watch himself starve to death, which is great. But he is so pissed at those children of the damned. He's like fucking kicking the thing. He's like, this is his dark night of the soul here. He's just like, oh, I'm so it's a villain origin story. It yeah. really is. He's like getting he's getting crazy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get revenge. <laughs> uh, and he really like his escape from this freezer is like a team MacGyver levels of way too clever for oh, a yeah. kid. Unscrewing a little thing, getting like a piece of metal out of the thing, putting that yeah. up to He gets it. That's real weird. Uh, but during the middle of this, while we're still waiting... Oh, for yeah, we to, keep cutting back and forth to this kid forever. Forever. But we cut to Joyce, who's talking to her parents to establish that her parents are out of town, so they're not going to be able to help. But for some reason, her dad sounds like Jigsaw every time they cut. <laughs> it's like, so, dear, how are things over there? <laughs> oh, dad, things are going great. That's great. I don't know if they have a voice synthesizer because it's the guy sounded too young or what it was, but something was funky with that call. Um, anyway, he gets out. He uses a he uses a quarter to unscrew a flathead screw, get a piece of metal, and then knock the lock. Yep. Again, very clever for cool. a little kid. Um. So. Uh, he uh, he has now produced a, a loose end for the Children of the Damned here. Yeah. Which is a, would be a big deal in a movie that cared about loose ends. But this movie, one of its major flaws, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that these characters learn that these kids are the killers of all of these people should have known it from basically this point on. That these kids are evil and are sociopaths. And they keep learning it over and over and over again and never do anything about it. But nobody believes Timmy or his sister sure doesn't. Well, then when his sister figures out that she's being fucked with and that Curtis was like going to poison everybody or was just trying to fake her out. It's like she's like, oh, well, that's just kind of weird that he's a he's a hyper intelligent sociopath. Mm. Oh well, dee, 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 yeah. dee. <laughs> um, or like the teacher when he pulls a gun on her, and he's just like, if you pull that replica on me again, like, <laughs> how many times has this kid been pointing a giant gun at you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a problem. Um, but Timmy has a heart to heart with his sister where. She, Apparently, he's been guilty of lying a whole bunch. So when he says, Curtis locked me in a freezer, she's like, you don't even know when you're lying anymore. Mm. How did you hurt your hand? I was locked in a freezer. <laughs> Quit lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're full of donkey dust. <laughs> what? Your jaw's not working because of the tetanus? Quit lying. <laughs> um, but uh, he even has, he even admits to the peephole that he's watching Julie Brown strip through. Which everybody finds funny. I love how <laughs> hilarious she finds it. Yeah. Oh, a different time was the yes. 80s. That kid would have been in prison today, I think. <laughs> um, but fascinating. Yeah, Invasion of Privacy in the 80s was a, was a total running joke in was so many just, movies. Just the most fun thing you could do was to I do I was watching... Social- your friend get naked. <laughs> you peeping Tom, you. Oh, you're a little peeping Tom. That's so cute. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I 
Yep. Oh, the 80s. Uh, Back to the Future hasn't come out yet, so that didn't oh, teach them they so could just true. climb a tree and watch it for free. That's right. Uh, okay, so uh, we cut to the three evil kids, and we find out about their murder scrapbook, and that the kids don't just, like, put something in there after they kill somebody. This is a it's premeditated, premeditated oh, yeah. scrapbook where they put in somebody's... It's like it's like a fucking death note. It's commendable, man. <laughs> put their, I mean, put these, their name in it. These kids have goals them. and they reach them. That's that's why ninety nine percent of CEOs are sociopaths. Yeah, and and that com- is a, they're confident that, that they're gonna, is a real true. They're confident that they're gonna nail it. Uh, Ugh. They fucked up with Joyce, but they nailed all the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> Joyce is just too slippery for them. Yep. All right. The prey that got away. And there's some confusing stuff here with the security system where they switch out the fake gun with the real gun. Well, that's so Curtis because that has a real gun now because it's well, it's well established from the teacher saying that, that yeah. Curtis is always carrying around this gun that looks completely real that, that would probably get him shot. Exactly <laughs> like the sheriff's gun. And it's like, <laughs> I guess it's funny because a kid has a big looking gun. Sure. But now that big looking gun that everybody knows is fake is actually real. But I mean, in the 80s, we all had like like realistic looking oh i totally did oh absolutely i mean the most popular toy one year i remember very clearly was a a hyper realistic looking uzi that shot water i was just gonna say that i I had that toy i loved it and it it was electric too yeah yeah that was like i had that i had that i loved it man so yeah uh the 80s again a weird time all right so this is the next day when uh, Curtis pulls the gun on Miss Davis. Right? Yeah. And it's like, so he shoots her. Th- I thought this was going to be a plot point. I mean, they're, in, they're at school in, they're in the daytime. School. He shoots a forty-five. This thing sounds like a fucking cannon. On a school day. On a school day. <laughs> That bullet should have gone through her, through the wall. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody comes running. Nobody, nobody hears shit. anything. But uh, there's nobody notices, um, and he also has a has powder burns and a huge incriminating hole in his members oh, only yeah, jacket. Yeah, and for some reason he shot through his jacket. Did he think that was going to be like he a thought silencer? Thought he was going to silence it. <laughs> That's adorable. It's so oh, cute, Curtis. Curtis, he's a kid. He doesn't know how to murder people <laughs> so well yet. Um, but I think also, he's doing a pretty good job. Actually, this town again between the cops and. Except for Psychic Cop, who later on just shows up in the in the junkyard because he has his fucking cop senses were tingling. Oh yeah, that was weird. Oh, weird moment. Um, he was looking for Freddy Bones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was probably it. Uh, somebody hid them bones. I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna sell them to Michael Jackson. Um, so. The kids hide the body before Joyce gets in there, but she sees some suspicious stuff and starts getting interested. Uh, her brother sees Curtis and is like, oh, shit. Hey, buddy. I think you uh, forgot me someplace. And yeah. he, he does the coolest, like, little kid, like, coming up to him being like, oh, hey, how's it going? Sucker Fuck. punch. Yep. And then he goes fucking Scott Farkas Christmas story. <laughs> and just fucking pounds the shit out of him. <laughs> Which... Again, pretty cathartic for me, watching this kid get the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. Uh, and so... 
Even though I was like, ah, oh, get him, Curtis. Mm-hmm. You fucking adorable sociopath. <laughs> Joyce finds the body of the teacher and runs out screaming. And so does Steven. He sneaks out there. For some reason, they like trade off here, I guess. like uh, Steven Steven's got the, the gun, gun, but he didn't do anything. He was just hiding in the closet. And... I think he was hiding there to kill her. And then did he didn't? puss out? Like nothing was stopping him. Uh, yeah, I don't he know. He's the only one in the room. Why. Yeah, I feel like there was probably something to. It's either that, or they fucked up the continuity, or like something weird happened. Yep. It's something very strange. But he doesn't kill her, and he sneaks out, and he has the gun in a in a lunchbox. Like he's carrying a lunchbox. Like something went on that is not. Huh, yeah, this whole scene's kind of weird. Yeah, it was very weird. So, I don't know. I feel like there's a missing scene or something. Either way, I just realized that it's his fault that they got popped in the end. Who's? If he, Stevens. If he took out Joyce here, they oh, wouldn't have been at their house later on. Absolutely. They, they would have still been free. Yeah. Stephen fucked everything up in this one moment. You had a clear You had a clear kill shot, Stephen. He was like, I only know how to use a knife or a bat. <laughs> or a car. <laughs> no, or a car. <laughs> he doesn't really know how to do that. Um... But the uh, the new sheriff, who looks exactly like the old sheriff, brings her home, uh, Joyce that is, and she finds a note on the door saying, Timmy, this this is Timmy. Yeah. My name is Timmy, not someone else. I am playing at the junkyard. You should come find me there, even though I said that I would never go back there. You know what your brother's handwriting looks like. It probably looks just like this. Uh, I'm right. in junkyard. I am in junkyard. Please come there. And so she does. Because why not? Uh, and Timmy's walking home, and he gets invited up to the treehouse to play doctor. And neither of them seem to know what it is, which was kind of a funny line. Yeah. It was like, it was. I it was actually, a fun throwback line to the beginning, though, because she was like, "I've never played doctor, but I know how to play ambulance." Because they watched the people playing ambulance in the graveyard. Remember, he did that play ambulance. He was like, <laughs> moving up her oh leg. God. You know, I missed that entire. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a humor joke of it. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just funny because it was like, you want to play doctor? Uh, okay. How do you do it? I have no idea. And then they just give up on the idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind no, it was of... No, just for that fun line. Like, I don't know how to play doctor, but I know how to play Jeez. ambulance. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. So it was pretty funny. I-, I liked it. He was like, I don't know. I'd rather play baseball is what he says. Yeah. I'd rather just sit on my, this... I'd rather just sit over this banister with my back towards you and... And leaning... Wait. Like, there's a giant <laughs> spike there for some reason. There's, like, a I think sharpened was, tree or... Who maybe knows that's how he always sits when he gets up there, so they set up that spike thing to push him on. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he spends time there. It's hard to tell. Why does he spend time with these kids anyway? I, I, I would not do that personally. But whatever. Little Miss Badseed tries to kill him, but a phone rings in the distance. It's... This movie has all these things stopping kids from doing stuff that doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah. like... I can't kill him. The phone's ringing. Oh, crap, somebody's phone's ringing somewhere. I mean... Foiled again! <laughs> obviously, you can't kill somebody when a phone is ringing. That's yep. just that's just Serial Killer 101. But, uh, whatever. He's like... He sees the secret book, but he's so respectful. He's such a good kid. Yeah. He, she's like, but it's private. And he's like, oh, okay. Yep. And then he leaves. <laughs> just goes home. It's funny, too, because the book isn't incriminating. It's just weird creepy yeah exactly <laughs> like it's not like they have detailed photos that only they could have of the deaths it's just newspaper clippings so right even if, if you find it it's just like why are you being weird <laughs> it should have been i mean 
obviously it would have changed the plot and made it very difficult to do certain things, but it seems like it would have made more sense for there to be evidence that they were yes. collecting things from the, the crime yeah, scene. Yeah, collecting little trophies. Yep. Like, it, I mean, it would fall a lot more into this serial killer behavior that they have, too, that yep. they would be collecting trophies. Um, but either way, um, Joyce is now in the junkyard. She's calling for Timmy. There's a little kid dressed in the <laughs> dressed up like Friday the 13th Part 2 Jason uh, driving a car. Oh, and uh, ghost mask, I like it. Yeah, he's. Uh, Makes me wonder. I was, I was wondering, trying to figure out why he was wearing the mask. I mean, I think it's but I maybe mean, a failsafe. Like, if we don't end up running her over, they can't identify me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, wh- but these kids also seem like too confident for that. Right. I mean, I think the reason is because the script knows that they're going to fail, and they don't want her to be able to identify the kid. But I feel like. I mean, you would know, I don't know, maybe, maybe if that thing was puffy enough, you wouldn't be able to tell it was a child. I feel like you'd be able to tell that was a child. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe if you're under, under that kind of stress or whatever, you wouldn't be able to. Again, these kids don't wipe their fingerprints off of anything. They don't wear gloves or any of that. So have you seen the police here? Again, they don't need to do anything. (laughs) They are not going to get caught, no matter what. Uh, I do like, I love how do, uh, they hotwire this car. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, <laughs> it's still a junkyard car. I don't care. <laughs> Does it even have an engine? I guess, I guess you it's know, fine. You know, there's a reason that they put cars in exactly. junkyards. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't run. <laughs> <laughs> they do when you hotwire them. Oh, right. Uh, my feeling is that he's been going there and working on this car every day. Oh, that's possible. Honestly... That would have been a nice little thing if that was like where their clubhouse was, and you just kind of saw him like working on the engine of this junked car, yeah, and, like, fixing stuff and grabbing parts. That should have been Steven's thing. He should right. have been the mechanic. If Steven was like a mechanic, <clears throat> yeah, and he was. Yes, absolutely. Yep. that would have been great. I would have liked that a lot. It certainly would have explained why a junkyard car could run someone yeah. over. <laughs> um, okay, so. We've got one kid operating the pedals. Like, this is a real little rascal's it's murder. It's adorable. It's the most adorable attempted murder ever. <laughs> um, but if they chase her down. That is a nice, it's a nice shot car yeah, chase. It is. I mean, it's, it is also one of those things that, like, it's hard to watch it and feel like there's any point where she's in any danger whatsoever. Yeah, so it's like jump on the hood of another car. Every saved like there is only just the slightest amount of space to drive in there. Like they would have to be driving with such precision to not get stuck. Yeah. They are just lucking out that their car is not getting hung up every two seconds. And there's constantly stuff that you could climb up onto. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They would. They can't get to you. It's yeah. It does not look terribly threatening, (laughs) but it's it's a cool scene. I like it. Um. So. But they biff it, man. They sure do. And, and and in the end, too, like it's weird that they... I don't understand why they rig it like they do in the end. This MacGyver shit. This MacGyver, they're they like, okay, we got to have the car go hit her by itself now, so we're not in it when we were fine with trying to be in it before yeah, and hit her. Why? Why not, yeah. just, why not just chase her down? I don't understand, but Maybe to do. explain why they don't get injured when it drives off the wall. Sure. But it seems like they could be fine. They're kids. Young bodies heal quickly, you know. (laughs) 
I I feel like if it almost feels like it would have been cool if there had been five kids to start with and one of them died trying this. Ooh. And they had to cover up his death because he accidentally dies and they're like you know, now they're really mad at her because they blame her for his death because oh, you took out one of ours by not dying when you were supposed to. Well, that'd be that'd be adding a lot of depth. Yeah, this you, movie you hates don't that want shit. you do not want depth <laughs> of character in this. Uh, not at all. But yeah, this the weird MacGyver thing where he ties a string to the 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 tree. Yeah, it's I don't got get three it. on the tree. Ties a string to it. Pulls it down somehow. That lets Guns it go. It. Yep. I I don't understand, but it works somehow. Uh, either way, the new sheriff shows up because he Freddy lives Bones in the junkyard <laughs> and is searching for Freddy's bones. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> okay. The movie doesn't care. I'm not either. There's a rumor about Freddy bones yeah. out in this here graveyard. Um, I mean, he doesn't even say that. Like I heard car screeching around here for some reason when I was driving by. Nope. You know, no reason. He's just like, oh, I'm here. Are you okay? <laughs> Script says to meet you here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of people calling him on the radio. This was a weird scene because I don't understand it. Can you explain what all of these radio calls were? The second he gets back into the car. I don't recall the radio calls, so no. It's So they get into the car and like the radio blows the fuck up. Oh, you're it's right. Like, uh, there's, there's old man Withersby says that he saw a psycho out in the book. This, the librarian says that there's a psycho in the library. That's right. This person says there's a psycho in that pond. I like, I think it's maybe just saying like these kids are running around being psychos, I guess. Or that people are jumping, like that the entire town is in a panic and they're seeing ghosts everywhere because they know about there's murders. murders. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. I, yeah, I couldn't quite parse what was going on there, but doesn't matter. Maybe there's other groups of Eclipse kids, too, from <laughs> neighboring towns coming over. Uh, and there were, well, I mean, during the Eclipse, who knows? Maybe if you were on another part of the planet, then, you know, it wasn't Saturn that was being obscured from your point of view. It was Jupiter. And so you're missing... I don't know, uh, the desire to... To kill. And they're the opposites. The opposite. The Oppa Eclipse kids. Oppa Eclipse. They're constantly trying... They're really safety obsessed. Yes. And they're going around. (laughs) And they're like smacking high calorie foods out of people's hands. And like burning down bars that sell liquor. And they're like... (laughs) Stealing people's cigarettes. Oh, so still being psychos, but like with yeah, yeah. good intentions. Right. They're psychos, but they're just obsessed with keeping people from hurting themselves. I want to watch the Apocalypse movie now. Yeah. I think there's I think there's something there, too. <laughs> the Apocalypse kids. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Glasses Kid sneaks out of the house with a gun. His uh, name is Curtis. <laughs> All name. caps when you say the man's name. <laughs> the name. name's Curtis. Curtis. Uh, so he sneaks out of the house with a gun. He heads to Timmy's house. But Timmy gets called in for dinner, so he can't shoot him. Oh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he could have shot him and got away. Like, here's here's another instance of, like, things that are just stopping this guy. But, like... Are they? But, yeah, they're just I mean, you not. were going to shoot him anyway. 
the gun is going to make a loud report no matter what. The bullet's going to be identified. You're going to do this regardless, so like, just do it right now. If the FBI <laughs> shows up, they're going to run the ballistics and go, oh, that's a forty-five from a police-issue fucking yep. gun. They will know what gun it came from. Yeah. Like, they and I feel will know. Curtis is smart enough to know this, so it's just like, what is holding you back, son? Yeah, mm. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, Julie Brown and her boyfriend smoke pot in her room, and we get probably my favorite line of the entire movie uh, and something that I should probably sample and use at the beginning of some sort of song but it's the line is it's hard to imagine a tough guy like your dad being killed by a skateboard <laughs> <laughs> that was like ooh, dude write that in the bad like, oh, that that line really needs to be there <laughs> write that into make Oh, that Sneak be, it into Radwraith. I think that line should literally be like what, like how Stephen King always has like a quote from Bob Dylan or oh, whatever yep. at the beginning of yep. every chapter. I should put that at the beginning. <laughs> Julie Brown, bloody birthday. Or actually, Julie Brown's boyfriend, bloody birthday. <laughs> Just credit Julie Brown's boyfriend. <laughs> uh, either way, uh, we see the little girl with her bow and arrow. <sighs> Again, it's like this fucking town's sheriff's the, the, the police department is so stupid. Julie Brown is killed by a bow and arrow yeah. from this little girl's fucking closet. She's dumped outside their house. But they remove the arrow. Sure, you'd never know what it was. You would not. There's absolutely no way to know what <laughs> a hunting arrow looks like when it goes through someone's eye. You'd need uh, glasses. I don't know. You'd need to... <laughs> Be a medical examiner. Have basic observation skills. They don't have this. A little, it's a tiny town. Sure, have money for medical examiners. And right. They probably just ruled it like that. Ah, looks like an ouchie. Who knows? <laughs> she dead. Could have been a quarter traveling at a million miles an hour. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, okay, so uh, yep, she's like she's pointing her bow and arrow through the window and sizing up her shot. Like. Hmm. Where will I have to be to kill Julie Brown? But uh, Joyce now has a chart on the little girl for some reason. Yeah, she was running her star chart. I. It just doesn't matter. It's so confusing. Um, but whatever. This is where we find out that because they were born on an eclipse, the moon was blocking Saturn. So something is missing from her personality. What could it possibly be? We find out it's her conscience later. Who cares? Uh, Curtis keeps creeping around, and the editing is so fucking weird, I could not tell that this was Timmy in multiple shots. I was like, wait, the same kid that was out playing baseball is the same kid that was sitting with his sister talking about horoscopes the next second and then they edit again while then they're he's in mid-conversation. He's moving the trash. He's taking the trash out in the middle like, of everything, yeah. It's like this conversation, th that's not how editing should work. Like yeah. You are confusing the audience. It does not look and like the same And why didn't person. you shoot him when he was taking the trash out? There's a million times. <laughs> well, we also find out that Curtis is a lousy shot. Oh, which, yeah. of course, a child would be a lousy shot with yes. a forty-five. Give me a break. The fact that he manages to kill anybody is a miracle because that is not a weapon that is easy to train even for a, a full-grown adult. They make him seem like a crack shot, though, because he takes a teach out with just one bullet. Like, that would have been a funnier scene if he was just like, bam, whoops, bam, whoops, bam, whoops, bam, 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 bam,
I kind of would have liked it more if he had snuck up on her and shot her. Mm -hmm. But I think that maybe they're being good about putting the kids in situations where they're actually acting like they're killers. Yeah. In a lot of cases, it seems that way at least. Well, I I liked it because, yeah, Curtis got that. I mean, he was creepy like that. Like, yeah, sneak up. But he he was taking he was taking joy in the fact that he was pointing a gun at his teacher. True. Yeah. No, they were not. They were not being conscious about how they were treating those child actors, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he could not manage to figure it out. And also, uh, somebody's headlights come on across the street, and they, and he's kind of made, so he's like, oh, fuck. I got to get out of here. And then he sees two teens getting ready. Well, you know, two like middle-aged teens, yeah. like, like you have in 80s movies, like 30-year-old teens getting naked in the back of their van. And he's like, wait a minute. Why am I bothering killing when I can go watch people doing it? Well, he still wants to kill. I think he's just—I think he's just got that urge that he needs to let yep. out. See, I almost feel—I almost feel like these kids, like this, due to their planetary disposition, have this like need to kill. Where that is because that's the thing. Because Curtis is true. going after Timmy, which makes sense. But then once he keeps getting distracted, he's like, "Yeah, ah, fuck it. I'll just go kill these people for no." He could have just watched them have sex, and he, which he wanted to do too. But then right. he's like, no, I got to open the van and shoot these guys. So, like, I feel like they have this no, I, unquenchable thirst urge to kill. I absolutely agree with you, and I feel like that's not what they've set up. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel again, like they should have. Right. Again, I feel like they should... It's too It's too much of a genre movie to ask that much of it. But, but it does feel like, why are you just having these kids be unquenchable murder machines... When you're saying, when your your thesis that you're handing us is that they just don't have consciences. So they would need to have something to set them off to make them angry. That's the thing, it's, yeah. You're not saying you cannot have a conscience. Like just because you don't have a conscience doesn't mean you wouldn't need to be a murder machine. Right, exactly. Yeah. Have, not having a conscience means that if you killed somebody by accident, you wouldn't care. Exactly. Uh, not, I need to go not, kill. Right. Always. <laughs> because these people have done nothing to them, and he's just, he's yeah. clearly, a, like, he is clearly a serial killer, yep. which is different. I mean, not that much different, and they do tend to overlap quite often. But there are people out there without consciences who live normal lives. Yep. It's not great, but, uh, you know. They run the country. But they run the fucking country, and it is absolutely true. Uh, I believe the book is called The Sociopath Problem. I think that's it. Psychopath Problem or The Psychopath Test. Psychopath Test. Check that out. That's the book. Um, I can't read it right. Lucky. Lucky you. <laughs> I have to read my notes that I wrote while I was stoned, so I'm having some real troubles <laughs> myself. <laughs> just looks like you drew a bunch of those S's that people do in high school. <laughs> it's weird. It's just boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, boobs. Um so uh, he's really bad at peeping and literally climbs on top of the van and the adult teens are like, hey, somebody's out there. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing. Like, is he bad at peeping or did he want to get their attention because he was going to kill? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he seems to want to see them naked. He does. That, that's clear. He's smiling while he's looking at the yeah, van. Yeah. Like, And he, he was all about the peep show, too. He was the one that paid double to keep looking. Yep. So, yeah, he wants to see them naked, but then I don't know why he had the urge to kill these. He doesn't even know these people. 
he was after Timmy yeah. for a reason. Now he's just like, I think, I think it's just, I think he just needs to kill. Like, fuck it, I can't get to Timmy tonight because, yeah. you know, a phone will ring or a dog will bark or somebody will turn their car on. And <laughs> yes, if I weren't talking about children, I would call it a murder boner. But unfortunately, <laughs> we are talking about children, so I'm not going to use that terminology. Um, but uh, probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only think of that because of that fucking Rick Remender game. Did you ever play that? No. Did you ever play Bullet, what was it called, Bullet Storm or something like that? Oh, yeah. No, I never played that. It, it was good. super fun. Yep. But that term has stuck in my head ever since, and that was literally fucking Remender. Frankencastle lives in my head forever, oh, thanks to me. Me too. God. <laughs> The best Punisher story of all time, Frankencastle. I still have it. I, I was, I was, I was, comic fan of the the week or month here once. Remember, and I had my picture on the wall That's with holding awesome. the Frankencastle. God, that was such a good story. <laughs> that still, to me, is like it just goes to prove what a monster kid I am. But like that moment when that fucking mole kid died in his arms, like mm-hmm. thinking about that makes me want to tear up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, oh, kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> Kill them all, Frank. God damn. Anyway, so much better than the one that makes people want to be cops. <coughs> Nobody wanted to be a cop because of Frankenstein Frankencastle. No. Unless they wanted to be monster cops. <laughs> Unless they wanted to be a psycho cop or a maniac cop. Have we done psycho cop? We've done psycho cop. We've never done maniac cop. Let's do that We've next never week. done any of the maniac cop movies. Yeah. That's weird. We should do them. Have we ever done a movie that has Robert Zadar in it at all? I don't think so. Oh, that is so sad. Tune in for Maniac Cop next yeah, week. Yeah, let's do Maniac Cop next Sweet. week. Awesome. Love it. Love that movie. I love <laughs> all of those movies, even the terrible ones. Um, it's only three. Well, part two and three are terrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think part one and three are terrible. I think two is the good one, right? I Maybe think two I'm, is a good one. I, I, think, think, I think three was... I, I Man, I have not seen any of them in a while I feel but like yeah one and three are the ones that are kind of like one is a little boring three is a little stupid yeah, I feel and like two, two is like the, I t- feel the like sweet two spot. hit it yeah but that's what my memory's saying to me but it's been a while so yeah, we'll find so. out here together <laughs> on the fun box monster podcast yeah it's been a long time awesome anyway okay so uh <laughs> this is uh he shoots the two with the 45 and nobody a dog doesn't even start barking <laughs> Like, we don't get anything. Good thing, because that would have made him not shoot. <laughs> like, oh, clearly. Crap, so it's Miss Clary's dog from two blocks Just down the road. Imagine, imagine firing a gun and not having, like, every dog in the neighborhood go batshit yeah. afterwards. Imagine that. There's no world where that wouldn't happen. Yep. But uh, we no, cut- They live in a world where people don't hear guns. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other story. Um, no, I mean, this movie is in a world where people yeah, yeah. don't hear Exactly. Okay, so it's birthday time. Yay! And we get probably one of the greatest fake-outs in genre film history, I think. Yes. Like, this is one, I've seen this movie a hundred times, and I forgot about it, and it got me again. I was like, he's going to make everybody sick. This kid's badass. I remembered him putting poison in the fucking frosting. Like, like, I had a total Mandela effect. I did too, man. Weird. Totally remembered it. Well, maybe does it happen in another movie? Like I don't know. I don't know. But, but I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. He gets everybody sick, and yep. it's like, no, he doesn't. No, he does not. Um, but this, so we see this. We see the ant poison, and we see the cake, and we're like, oh fuck, something's going yeah. on. Uh, and then we cut to Julie Brown finding out about the peephole, and she's like, huh, 
like not surprised, <laughs> kind of finds it funny, and only looks mad when she says, he's charging them a quarter to look at you. And she was like, huh. She's like, I was worth a dollar. Like, <laughs> Julie Brown, you're worth so much more than that. And are you going to cover that hole now? No. No. <laughs> that would ruin the thing later. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's another thing that I get confused. I think that's one of the reasons I got confused because I remembered the bow and arrow kill and the skewer from the from the cover of uh, Happy Birthday, Happy to, birthday me. to Me. Yep. And I think I conflated them that way too. Either way. Okay. Do, do you remember another movie we done with a peephole? Because because for the weirdest thing, I was getting that Mandela effect that we had covered this movie before. And it was specifically because of that peephole stripping. Uh, that was what was in my, like, then I I actually did a Google search for us to see if, like, we did this episode. <laughs> I was like, did we? No, nope. but, I mean, I definitely remember very clearly talking about this movie, that episode, being like, I was really hoping to see Julie Brown's boobs. No, then, maybe uh, that's why that I didn't thought. Happen. Maybe I thought we did it the same reason <laughs> that you picked the wrong, the same way that you picked the wrong movie. Probably. I thought that we had done this. Okay. That must be it. Um, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Julie Brown boobs podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say these sorts of things and be so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm saying it dismissively. I can't help it. I am. I am a cisgendered male, and I do find Julie Brown unbelievably attractive. So it was very exciting for me. Yeah. To see her boobs in this movie. No, I mean, I'm going to, I feel the exact same way. Uh, I also <laughs> think she's an incredibly talented comedian and amazing actress. So I, yes. I also appreciate her for this. I used to love watching Strip Mall on Comedy Central with her. Oh, wow. I don't even know what that was. Yeah, it was a neat show. I remember, uh, what was her, what was her MTV show? Was it just like the Julie Brown show or something I like that? I think it was called that. Yeah, it was something something very That was the, that was the age of two Julie Browns because there was her and there was Downtown and there was Julie downtown Brown. Downtown Julie Brown on the same network yes, at the same was, time. Yeah. It was very Way strange. Way to be confusing. I mean, yeah, and also I mean, listen, maybe she was known as Downtown Julie Brown, but god, that feels racist. I can't help it. There's <laughs> something about like, oh yeah, there's there's, there's regular Julie Brown. There's regular Julie Brown and, and there's downtown. The downtown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, MTV. Yeah, it only seems that way because of there is the normal Julia Brown. Exactly, because like, you know, it's like calling someone Black Debbie. It's like not great. It's like <laughs> fucking awful. Like, what are you doing? Guys? What was that from? That Archer? was from uh, Sequest. Sequest, yeah, yeah, no, Sequest twenty twenty one. See, see lab, see lab twenty twenty one. There we go, Black Sorry. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> I just call you that because you're Black Debbie. <laughs> it's like no, no, don't do that. Um, uh, Bebop cola, <laughs> but I guess she just kind of she grew into it. But still, it, there was something wrong with that. <laughs> I will say. Either way, Julie Brown, super talented. Yeah. Um, I actually had her album, or at least one of her albums. Uh, that didn't appeal to me. The one that had Homecoming Queen's got a gun on it. Yeah, loved it. I was all about novelty acts at the time. Couldn't get enough Weird gotcha. Al, couldn't get enough yep. Julie Brown, couldn't get enough of these uh, Dr. Demento-style yeah, acts. Yeah, I liked that stuff Big when I was fan. really young, too, but not not so much now. I guess I got old and boring. I think you... I think I'm think i now just a mediocre old man. <laughs> I think you matured and I didn't, and I can still yeah. enjoy listening to Weird Al. <laughs> I don't know why. In fact, oh, I do like Weird Al. I just fact, saw him live a few years back. It was a most, great show. Most Weird Al songs I prefer to their original <laughs> songs. 
for the most part. Have you seen him live? I haven't. Oh my Still gosh, haven't. I've seen him twice, and it's amazing. If he's com- if he comes back to the state, we go. If he comes back to the state, I'll absolutely go, especially yep. if he brings Emo Phillips back, because Emo Phillips is literally my favorite comedian. So, God, he's a genius. <laughs> I listened to E equals MO square over and over again as a kid. I listened to it like a hundred times. Yeah, I'm totally not familiar. Oh, my God. He's he's the one that cut his thumb off in Uf- the UHF, right? That's the only thing I know of him. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, and he gets a one penny royalty check for that. He occasionally used to post on Twitter, and he would be like, oh, this movie just keeps paying off, and he got like a twelve cent royalty check from UHF. <laughs> uh, amazing. Oh crap! Are we still talking about this movie? Yeah, we are, because it's party time. Oh, the yeah. kids blow out their candles. Everyone is out here, despite the town being half depleted by murders. The <laughs> uh, mom break- doesn't even come up in conversation. The, yeah, the widow of the sheriff steps up to be like. There's one person who would have liked to have been here, but he couldn't be for reasons. It'd be funny if they started naming out the other people that killed, got killed. Oh, yeah. Was it, was it Brad Garvey? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> what about Linda, Linda Space? I was no. talking about my, my husband, the sheriff. <laughs> oh, right, him. Yeah, we forgot about He's that He's right guy. over there. No, sure? that's the guy that looks like him. <laughs> no, they just hired a guy who looks exactly like him, but maybe 10 years it younger. just keeps going. <laughs> his name was Sheriff What's-His-Name. You know him. His uh, name was Sheriff Brody. It was. Boo. <laughs> it straight that's up was. a reference. Um, so we watch everybody tuck into their cake, and we get real like ominous shots. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, it's very clear that we're led to believe that it's tainted and everybody's freaking out. And then we cut over to a female party clown wearing a shirt that says, I just can't say no. Is that a female? I thought it was a guy. I think it was a female party clown. I watched it on tape, so it was a little fuzzy. Yeah. I but mean, yeah, I, I... Whatever. It was someone with fatty breast tissue. Okay. It was a skinny person with fatty breast tissue. Could have been... I, I'm not going to assume a gender regardless either why way is a clown at a kid's birthday party wearing a shirt this is like i just no. can't say no that is <laughs> i mean honestly i nobody wearing that is going to get away with it that's going to be weird no matter what mm-hmm. so oh well uh glasses kid runs off curtis and uh he's like trying to get caught putting the stuff on there he's got the the bottle behind his back <laughs> And uh, once you realize that he was all setting up, like this is a this is a plan that took like a lot of um, let's hope this actually works and does like. And it's also it's also interesting because it's like it's ant poison, and I feel like it was a weird choice by the by the people making the movie to choose something that none of us. I don't think anybody who watched this movie is like, oh, ant poison that'll kill somebody. Yeah, it's always rat poison. I don't know. It, like, I know. Do they not find rat poison? I'm sure rat poison will kill somebody. I know you can die from rat poison. I have no idea if you can get, like, if. <laughs> Probably like, just gives you a rash. Like, it might give you diarrhea or something. Like, I don't even know. I mean, it's a fucking ant. It's not a human being. <laughs> like, you hmm. do not know. I didn't even think of that. So yeah. it's a little weird, but there you, you go. You always go with rat poison, though, in these things. Always. <laughs> just just being a little, little clever. Um,. So he gets caught, and she's like, everybody knocks the, you know, 
does the the kid from the stuff thing and is like knocking food yeah. out of everybody's hands. And she says it was poisoned. And I, we see one kid go, Ooh, like, what was up with that? I think he was kidding. If he was kidding, or was it like a kid like Panic like psychosomatic or, or yeah, could be. It was just odd, like because in my because I hadn't still even you know I thought. Like you said, I thought he killed everybody at this yeah, thing. Yeah. And everybody, so the, once the kids started going, I was like, oh, here we go. Then it's like, oh, nope. Nobody else got any pains. Yep, there was nothing. I kind of would have liked it if it had actually worked, but, you know. I do, too. Like, but, I mean, I understand why they did it this way. And we had a gigantic vomit party. I mean, yeah, yeah. A Stand By Me style uh, pie eating Problem contest. Child 2. <laughs> uh, the... F- the fair scene and problem child too. It's a puke yep. fest. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is where she finally realizes that he is evil and then instantly forgets. <laughs> so back at the house, she and her brother are taping black construction paper to the windows for reasons. What? I don't remember that. Yes. They're taping black construction paper to the window. I don't know why. But uh, I was like, I could not figure it out. I was watching it happen and I was just like, you calling the like deep throat from the X-Files? What the what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, But I assumed they were trying to not be seen. Yeah. I thought that they were like, oh, fuck. These people are out to get us. We don't want them to. Exactly. But who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Um. Maybe in another cut of the movie, he, somebody had shot through the window. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Probably Curtis. That kid's shooting off everywhere. <laughs> he sure is. There were a lot of bullets, too. Um, so they're, they're in there doing whatever, and they hear a noise, and the patio door is wide open. So at this point, the audience thinks that they know, right? Mm-hmm. The audience is pretty sure that they know that these kids are killers and that they are in danger, yeah. right? Uh, oh, this is a dumb scene where her boyfriend shows but up. But her boyfriend shows yeah. up. The patio door's wide open. Her boyfriend shows up, and it's like, Paul! And we're and it's like, oh, yeah, our favorite character that we've never seen yeah. before. What? Why wouldn't you just knock on the freaking front door and say, hi, babe? It's like the 80s where everybody had to scare everybody for no reason. (laughs) 80s movies. Like, people didn't really do that in real life. (laughs) Uh, But they're like, listen, I know there's some children trying to murder you, but you need to go to your room so we can bone. Yep. So they bone, we assume. And uh, And then he just fucking leaves. Like, well... he yes. doesn't even get killed. There's no payup. There's no freaking reason for this character and to show she, up in this movie. She takes a break in the middle of this tense nonsense to discuss her plans to become a reporter. Yeah. All of this is just, I think it's so all just like filler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like they made the movie and they're like, it's 75 minutes. Oh, crap. Yeah. 100%. I know we were going short, but. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Julie Brown puts some makeup on her boobs. And uh, yeah, more of this, less of the other. And then she goes into her. She's like, "Where's my nail polish, Debbie? Mm. You stole my nail polish!" And so she runs in. She's like looking for the nail polish that she's missing, and she finds Debbie's murder book. And she's like, "This is so twisted." I'm telling mom. I'm telling mom. <laughs> and so, uh, mom. And then 
the little girl is really quick. And she's like, Curtis left it here. Yeah. She's constantly throwing Curtis under the bus. Because, I mean, of all of them, he's the one that looks most like a serial killer just normally. Um, it's and, like a 30-year-old kid. It's true. And mom's like, burn it. <laughs> and Curtis can never come back here again. So while Julie Brown is burning the burning the scrapbook, uh, Debbie creeps up behind her with the fire poker, but then doesn't manage to kill her. It's a fake out. Yeah. Uh, she calls the other murder moppets and then prepares to kill Julie Brown with the bow and arrow. She kind of knows that her mom's about to take a shower, I think. Her mom and her sister are on like a really tight schedule. I guess. Yeah, yeah. They know <laughs> everything that's going to happen. But uh, she she sits in the in the closet knocking on the peephole. And then Julie Brown's like, I got to investigate this shit. <laughs> It's not like I could know what's happening over there. In the world, would you... Okay, so you're pissed off at your sister. You know she's been using... Wouldn't you walk around? Wouldn't you walk around yes. and go in, grab her, and be like, Shut the fuck up! Yes. Yeah. So, but she doesn't. But it makes for a great but kill. But it makes for a great kill. So she gets shot in the eye, and the little murder moppets come to to come help her the clean mop. up. Yep. <laughs> And uh, mom's in the shower the whole time, so she hears nothing and it's, is It's weird because the they have to while. move the body, but they just, like, move it outside and put it in the trash. Like, they don't hide it. They're just like, we gotta, we got to get this body out of the house and put it next to the trash cans. <laughs> or else the police might put something together. <laughs> They're not going to go into the house where she lived and maybe look for the blood that you did not manage to get off the carpet, by the way. No. Like... You put something underneath her head, and there was still residue there. Yep. And it's like, okay, so the murder weapon's in your closet. There's a hole there. There's blood next to the hole. <laughs> You're moving. I mean, Julie Brown is very skinny at this point in her career. Let's call her 110. Yep. You got, what, 10-year-olds? Two 10-year-olds dragging her body. I don't think that's going to happen. They're strong, though. They can but, lift people up by their neck. For the beginning. That's a good point. Good point. Um, <laughs> they have superstar powers from their... Again, this... I would have liked more Supernatural. Me I too. Feel like, I feel like they needed more Supernatural, and I think they were afraid to do it, because then if it was fully Supernatural, then they're going to get accused of direct plagiarism of children of the damned but i mean because then it would just be children of the damned it's like if their eyes went white and then they commanded people to do shit then it would be children of the damned maybe they just wanted to make children of the damned and then had to change it um so uh i'm surprised that we didn't have any 40 year old lady nudity that was actually kind of a shocker. Yeah, I and really, a bummer. I really thought that was going to be a thing. Yeah, I was like... Shower scenes with no nudity. It's always a pet peeve of mine. What the hell, man? Mm. Uh, and, uh, okay, so they show Julie Brown's dead body dragged out to the curb with all the blood on her face. <laughs> and it's funny because she looks like Billy Joe Armstrong when her face is all covered in blood. <laughs> lead singer Green Day. Um, no, anyway. I've never heard of him. Well, uh... Is that who he sings for? <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> You might know him because there's a gentleman in town who believes he's the reincarnation of him. But uh, he's not... Di- what? <laughs> uh, 
the story is that they were all made in a factory. They were made in a lab, and that he's one of the ones that escaped, and so the government's trying to kill him. Oh, is this a regular? Yes, it is. Oh, Congress Street. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> enough about the people that live on, the people in my neighborhood. So, uh, okay. Mm, Mom is traumatized by these happenings. And she's like, I'm going to take a little break at the mental ward. And this is a small enough town that the place that they were that delivers the babies is also the place that has the mental ward. Yep. Portland was like that at one point, too. We had we had a mental ward in our hospital. And as you well. can use the same establishing shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. That does save you some money. Uh, OK, so Timmy and Joyce talk about how they miss Julie Brown. And Timmy's like, I'm going to go grab some pruning shears to clean up the yard. And it's like, I've never seen so much, like, setup for something. You're like, oh, pruning shears. Yeah. Later we see her sharpening, sharpening pruning them. shears. Oh, boy. Nothing. Done. That's all we see. That's all we get of the pruning shears. I really thought she was going to kill one of those kids with the pruning shears. That would have been awesome. I would have loved to see it. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, so this is where we see Curtis messing with the security system. This was a little confusing. It's it's just goop. It's just it's stuff. Just bop, bop, bop. So that we know that they get locked in by yeah. the security system. We find out that the windows are. We have we have Timmy show up and throw rocks at the window here, just so that we can establish that the windows, the windows are, are bulletproof, bulletproof glass, shatterproof. Yeah. So that the kids can go. He's not going to break them. Dad installed bulletproof glass. Yeah. So that we know that they're not going to be able to get out later. The whole thing with the security system is just dumb. Like, what if it was just a lockup? What if they had the key? So Curtis just, like, turned the key, turned it on, put the key in his pocket. Now nobody can leave. Yeah. It's but a- they have to do this thing where it's like, I rewired it so you can't open the door. Like, what is that door got servo motors? Is, is that why possible? Would, why in the like- world... <laughs> Would they have a lock tied to their fucking security That's what system? I mean. Like, it's so goopy. It's just the, silly. I, I believe the fire department would have something to say about yeah. that particular setup. That is not the greatest plan. Um, but uh, they chase after Timmy because he's throwing rocks at their house. Time to kill him. For finally. And it's like the entire neighborhood sees these children chasing after Timmy. Of course. They run through... An entire neighborhood. There's no chance in hell they weren't seen by at least 50 witnesses. They've gone a mile of running. We (laughs) see it all in real time. They finally catch him at his house, like right next to his sister, who's like doing lawn work. And they start choking him with the fucking hose that she has. (laughs) And she notices it because the hose starts moving. So she follows the moving hose. And is like, hey, are you trying to murder my brother? <laughs> and I mean, it kind of looks like that, but like, if you are, just please stop. I mean, sh- the little girl is like, hey, stop it! You're gonna hurt as soon as yeah. as soon as they're caught. That's your like, stick. Yeah. She's like, hey, you're gonna hurt him. Yeah. And Timmy doesn't tell his sister, who already believes this, that they were trying to kill him, <laughs> because they just don't have any scenes of that for some reason yep again eh, not great but again she has just completely forgotten that anything is going on after this because the sister debbie comes up and she's like can can you you babysit us tonight like what insane 
and she's just like oh she's like oh hey my mom is coming back home tonight and so can you babysit (laughs) and i guess you get hired by a 10 year old sure (laughs) a 10 year old who you already know was trying to kill your brother and her friend was trying to poison everyone or convince everyone. Or, like, it, it, it's not great. No hesitation. It's, yeah. it's like, sure, I'll be there. Yep. I mean, you're going to pay me, right? You're 10. <laughs> uh, I'll bring I'm, Timmy because you guys love him so much. I don't know. I already would have fucking buried these kids in an unmarked <laughs> grave by this point. But anyway, uh, evil little girl comes over while Joyce is sharpening the shears. What the fuck, man? It's so like, why would you they have keep that? keep pimping this. Yeah. The shears are so important. It's like, argh, use them for something. Oh, well. Joyce has had her mind wiped or whatever. Who knows? <sighs> uh, all right. Uh, Joyce puts on her headphones when she gets over there. <laughs> Because she is committed to not noticing anything. She's, yeah, she's like, nailing it. <laughs> Impressive. Curtis rewires the security system, then cuts the phone line. I like the phone line cut. Yeah. That was Steven. Oh, was you that Steven? Oh, was that Steven? Yeah, okay. man. He's a chopper. He's a knife man. <laughs> he's a blade man, man. <laughs> He'll cut you, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... The two of them are asleep, right? Like, Timmy and his sister both fall asleep in the murder child house. No, I thought her sister was doing her astrology thing with her giant headset on, and Timmy had fallen asleep. asleep. Okay. So then Curtis comes up with a gun, and he's going to shoot Timmy, but he wakes up. (laughs) Yes. He wakes up. And he's like, oh, crap, I can't shoot you now. You're awake. (laughs) But no, he kind of (laughs) touched But he (laughs) He misses. He basically, he wakes up his sister. He was going to kill the sister first because she's obviously the bigger threat between the two of them. Oh, okay. Um, And so he wakes her up in time. We get a whole chase around the place. They get, you know, Curtis shoots all the bullets and uh, eventually... Yeah, he gets sloppy, man. He's just, he's shooting at walls after a while. Very sloppy. Joyce eventually hits... Uh, the other kid that's choking Timmy with a lamp. The oh, yeah. Girl. She, she, he throws a lamp at Debbie's face. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she gets bonked. And uh, again, nobody can hear this gun going off because this town. Because of the windows. Ah, there you go. They're soundproof, it. too. Sure. As if that matters in this town. Yeah. They go hide in Julie Brown's room and uh, get shot at with arrows, of course. I thought this was kind of stupid. Like, we, we had our fun with the people. We had our nudie scene. We had our kill scene. We, this is too, we don't need to keep yeah, doing yeah, the people We don't, thing. because the yeah. people is a... It's too difficult. Like, if she was just aiming arrows at them, she'd be yeah, way and, better off. And you're not stealthy anymore. The gig's up. Like, yeah, yeah. But get him. <laughs> Timmy jams a metal mirror in the in the hole. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they. That's right. Stephen comes in, and because they don't want to hurt a child in this fucking movie, <sighs> she dumps water on him. I thought he was gonna then, break the fishbowl over his of head. Of course you did, but nope. They just pour water on him and then stuff him in a trunk, which is kind of funny. It would have been so great if they broke that goldfish bowl on his head. Yeah, but he gets stuffed in a trunk and he's pounding to get let out, which is an ironic comeuppance. Would have made more sense for it to be Curtis because of what they did to Timmy, but, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's not exactly an ironic comeuppance for Steven. Steven uh, was in on it. He high-fived sure. Curtis afterwards. There you go. <laughs> 
Uh, but Curtis shows up and he's got the sister dead to rights, pointing the gun at her, smirking like a little motherfucker. Mm. Of course, clicks on an empty chamber and goes, oh, fuck. And Timmy's like, oh, boy, this is Timmy's time to shine. And then we get like the most pathetic takedown. Yeah, it's not even as good as the last one, no. unfortunately. Like, he just runs, and they both kind of, like, sloppily fall, and it's like, oh, I got him. Like, I mean... This he, this was bad. And then they tie him up with uh, with phone cord or whatever. Yeah. Uh, little girl is now still on the loose, and she gets out the back door. Uh, Timmy goes next door to call the police, but the bad seed gets to her mom's car, and uh, just as her mom's pulling in, and is like, Curtis did something bad, and mom's like... Yes. I'm sure it was just Curtis. him. Curtis. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's change your name and move to a new town. <laughs> and try not to kill anybody at any rest stops. Oopsie. Uh, Man, you think like with her dead sheriff husband, she'd have like an in on the force and could probably sweet talk her way out of this shit just like her. But Right. Nope. <sighs> Road <I> mean, trip. <laughs> this little girl cannot stop killing, clearly. So the... They're just going to have to go on a cross-country murder spree. Yes. And that's literally what this winds up being, is that you know that every time they stop at a hotel, there's a dead clerk. <laughs> you know, there's going to be somebody who gets killed. Uh, so uh, we, so next day, we cut to the parents of the kids being led out of the police station. Oh, is that the parents? I don't know. We just, I, guess. I just saw the kids being let out. And it was like, up. Oh, they got the two boys. And the whole town stands around, and they're like, oh, tisk, 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 tisk. You shouldn't be killing so many people. Now go back to school and don't kill anyone else. <laughs> I mean, I would have assumed that they would have been being marched to a correctional facility. They didn't even have handcuffs on. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you... What do you do with children who murder on this level? Like, I don't... Like, you can't put those kids into a, like... It were a reform school. No. They are far too too far down the road. For, well, for starters, I would put handcuffs on them. <laughs> I would definitely consider that after, if they've killed five people, probably handcuffs are a good idea. Yeah. Ten people? I mean, they're just letting them walk to the car. And maybe we shackles. Both, and, and, and they know they're good runners. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh... Then we get our little, what should have been basically a post-credit sequence of the little girl and the mom stopping at a rest stop. And the little girl comes around from around the corner and she's like, oh, hey, now you, this is your new name. Yeah. This is, you know, tell me what your new name is and say this and blah, blah, blah. And then they get in the car, drive off, and then camera pans over and we see a corpse underneath one of the, yep. one of the trucks. She murdered a trucker. She just can't stop the killing because she has no conscience. Can't stop killing. <laughs> just like that Village People movie. <laughs> what? Uh, I think it was called Can't Stop the Music, actually. Anyway, that is Bloody Birthday. Dumb but fun. I love it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> is what I'll say. I don't know that I love this movie. I do. Um, it's, it's, it's just a perfect amount of... I like movies that... To a point, I like movies that don't care. This one's just like, we got killer kids. Here yeah, you go. It's true. All right, bye. It's, it's true. in, out. It doesn't waste. It, there is definitely some filler in its extremely short runtime, which I could do without. But yeah, I'm. It's fascinating. I clearly am like an action movie horror fan at heart. I like to see 
I mean, I know that our our heroes got out unscathed and blah blah blah, but I like to see a comeuppance. I like to yep. I like to have the villain undone in some way, and I feel like even arresting these kids wasn't like they're enough. minors. It's yeah. not enough. Like I like you want to see something. To see them stabbed with pruning shears. I yeah. kind of wanted to see at least one of them get stabbed with pruning mm-hmm. shears. I mean, there were pruning shears that were really, really sharp. Also, I got to be impressed with her being able to use that sharpener as well as she does. Yeah. I don't think I would be able to do that. It's pretty cool. Mm. Man. Anyway, I want some nice pruning shears. Can we get sponsored by a pruning shear company? Do we sell them here? We don't, unfortunately. Yeah. We oh, sell tons of other things we here. We do at Coast City Comics and CoastCityComics.com. You should uh, write and review, rate and review us on uh, all of the internet things. Uh, I think Spotify does it now. Uh, you can do it Google Play. You can do it on uh, Apple. All of those things. We'd appreciate it. really helps us get the message out about the podcast because... Anybody that listens to it and decides that they want to support us can buy stuff from the website, CoastCityComics.com. Yeah, I know. Buy t-shirts or any of these other things. Uh, There's new Kurt Vonnegut's butthole (laughs) t-shirts. It's true. We have that as well. Uh, We have new Cat Psychic t-shirts. We've got all sorts of terrible t-shirts. And we've got a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. Hell yeah, we do. We got that. We got all sorts of things. Uh, And comics and toys and movies and things. Things that you might want. And And skateboards. And skateboards. Purchase any of these things. Exactly. If you do any of those things, it will help us. So uh would much appreciate that. And uh and we will see you next week, I guess. Yeah, for Maniac Cop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Follow us at uh Coast City Comics oh, yeah. and at Funbox Monster Podcast. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, and check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Heck yeah. Uh that is Which great. I have been ignored. I've been on a Facebook break. I don't blame you. I need to clear my head after the Secret Santa shit. I need to clear my head after <laughs> seeing the internet at all. Yeah. Um, anyway. I think my group's still there. <laughs> I think so. I, I still see posts. Uh, they keep complaining about this guy named Matt. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a ding-dong. He sounds like a real ding-dong. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye.